Welcome to The Journey, a podcast where we will share stories on how we find Jesus along the road of life. My name is Candy Hagen, and I'm so glad that you're here. I want to thank you for joining in, and I hope that you will not only be blessed by the stories you hear, but challenged to look at your own life and see how Jesus reveals himself to you. I want you to know that I'm new to podcasting, and I am far from perfect. You will notice the sound may be a little different at times, and there are definitely bumps and bruises along the way. I think something that is unique about my podcast is that I travel to people and interview them wherever I can. During our journey, you may find yourself in a Barnes & Noble and the next time in a church classroom. I will go anywhere I need to go to talk about the amazing thing the Lord is doing in a person's life and listen to them share how they find Jesus along the way. We all have stories to tell and we all have learned some great lessons along the way. Have you ever said out loud, I cannot be the only person who feels this way. Guess what? You're not alone. Life can be filled with challenges and triumphs, and similar to my podcast, the road can be pretty bumpy. Isn't it wonderful, though, to know that you're not alone, that you have other women who have walked a similar path, and they can share their wisdom with you? So I invite you to come along and share in the journey. Pull up a chair and join us at the table while we talk about how we meet Jesus along the road of life. Hi, thanks for joining us. I wanted to introduce our guest. Her name is Quabia Francis. Uh, She lives in the Miami, Florida area. She currently serves as a regional director for Marketplace Chaplains in South Florida. The really cool part about that is there are over 40 regional directors with Marketplace Chaplains, and she's only one of two women who serve in that role. So in our conversation today, we talk about um, what it's like to be a woman in leadership. Uh, maybe what are some of the struggles and what are some of the obstacles that she's had to overcome and how the Lord has revealed himself to her in that time. So it's a great conversation. We had a lot of fun. Small disclaimer, we did record this in a Barnes & Noble. So um, be gracious and uh, I hope that you enjoy this conversation. Hi, my name is Candy Hagen and I am here um, in Orlando. Uh, with Quabia Francis, and we're just going to talk a little bit about um, her journey and uh, what the Lord's doing in her life and, and get to know her better. So um, I'd like to welcome Quabia. Hi, Candy. <laughs> Thanks for doing this with me. Um, so first of all, just uh, maybe tell us a little bit about um, who you are, your life, um, just some interesting things that, that, uh, that we'd like to know. Okay. Um, just on the basis, I'm a, a daughter, a, a wife, a mom, serve many, many roles. But outside of that, I also work as a director of operations with Marketplace Chaplains. It's truly an amazing company to work with. Um, but prior to that, I was a hospice chaplain. And oh, so, wow. yeah, for about five and a half years. Um, but outside of also being a chaplain, I'm a preacher, a teacher, work with the youth, work with children. And I think my most important title is just being a child of God yeah. and being a daughter of the King. I'm really interested in the Marketplace Chaplains. I looked up online, you know, and kind of was uh, looking to see, but uh, maybe walk me through, explain kind of what, what it is, what, what, what do you do there? Okay. Um, so as Director of Operations, I am responsible and I kind of support and manage the chaplains as well as the companies that okay. we minister to. Um, Marketplace Chaplains was started uh, by a gentleman by the name of Gil Strickland. The man is brilliant, and what he did is he came up with the idea of getting groups of individuals to go into companies, partner with the companies, and help to take care of their companies, take care of their emotional and spiritual well-being. 
obviously, ultimately, if we can ever share the Lord with them, then God opens that door. But we are there, more importantly, to do life with them. Okay. Life happens, right? Yeah. And so each of these companies, um, and we have companies everywhere, anywhere from um, law firms, dental offices, veterinary clinics, cancer veterinary clinics, um, warehouses, um, you name it, we minister there. It's basically the marketplace, you know, corporate America. Yeah. We, a woman and a man, or sometimes a few women and men, depending on the number of employees, they go in and we spend time with the employees. We don't interrupt their time because okay. obviously if they're working, their employer wants yeah. them to be diligent about their work. But we go in and we get to build relationships with them and we get to know them better as employees. But we're also there to help them. I'll give you an example. I've had instances where um, a crisis happens 3 in the morning. Wow. Where they call us because our service is 24 hours. Oh, you're like on call yeah, all the time. Yeah, we are on call all the time, wow. technically. So they can call us at any time. They'll first reach out to the chaplain because that's who they have the connection to. If they can't reach them, they'll reach out to me. And then I'll try to get someone in to help them. The other cool thing about Marketplace, we're all over the country. We're in California. They're in um, Canada as well as Mexico. Wow. And so I've had requests from other um, brother and sister teams where they need a chaplain to go and visit someone in the hospital or go visit someone in the jail or go visit them at home. What a great resource. It is a phenomenal resource. And the thing that I have really been impressed with is the companies that partner with Marketplace, they care about their employees. Yeah. They care. I mean, genuinely care. I mean, th these people, their employees don't pay a dime. It's a, it's a confidential thing that we provide, and wow. it's free to them. So if, say, for instance, if they're dealing with something with finances, we can provide them resources about finances. We can give them guidance on finances. If that's, they need to see, sometimes people need a counselor, yeah. you know, if it's something that's a little out of our, because as pastoral counselors or as mm -hmm. chaplains, we're chaplains technically, not counselors at, at all, but we can provide support yeah. up to four visits. After four visits, we always refer out because in that instance, they need a little bit more help than what we can provide. But it's, it's an amazing company to work for. We always need men and women. What I found interesting is it's harder to hire women. Really? It's, yeah, I'm, part of my responsibility is to hire yeah. and look for people. It is very difficult. That, why do you think that is? And I have been praying about that, trying to get revelation. What I sense is that many times women are already overworked because yeah. they're working full-time and then they already work in their church and then they have their responsibilities at home mm -hmm. with their children and their husband and so they don't want to take on anything extra yeah. so what I always tell people I always say just let me talk with them I'm a working mom yeah. as well and so the cool part of marketplace is it does not affect anything of like your daily schedule wow. If, say for instance, if a person says to me, okay, Quabia, I can do it, but I can't do it before three o'clock. Okay, let's see if we can find a company that can work with that. Most yeah. of our companies can. We have some companies that are open till 11 p.m., some that are open till five, but the hours are not such that it's 40 hours a week. And I yeah. think sometimes women think that. They're like, no, I already have a full-time job. No, sometimes the, we can just get a woman in there four hours a month and that's all. That's what I started with. Yeah. Well, it's I was, a great ministry yes. opportunity. And it, honestly, yeah. it's a wide open ministry It'd opportunity. It'd be great for people who maybe, you know, instead of leading a Bible study, maybe you, you know, do four hours a month as a marketplace chaplain. Absolutely, because you get out well, of the is. church. That's what marketplace chaplains is. So now, is that your full-time job? 
not well it's my part-time full-time part-time, yeah, right. <laughs> so technically it's still just 24 hours a week okay. technically yeah. but sometimes because I'm fairly new I mean I'm two and a half months into it almost three months into it uh, so there's times into your regional yeah into this position, okay, into position. so the specific position the the increased job position um, I find that some some weeks I work more mm-hmm. because if I'm traveling yeah. you know because that that travel time yeah. for me like if I go to Fort Myers that's about two and a half hours yeah. if I go a little further to Cocoa or to Titusville that's about three hours so that's six hours both yeah. going and coming and I do go back because I have a family that I have yeah. to take care of yes so you know I, that's why I always tell people you know I try to tell women hey I get it I am also a mom yeah. I will work with you you know so but yeah, yeah. That, and it's interesting to me that women are the hardest. We are, but yet we're the most. We're, we're in. We're not a rare commodity. It's the men in the church, right? Yeah. We there's a lot of women, but again, I think some of the main women that I would want to grab are very busy in their church. Yeah, and they're busy in their family. Now, now, do you think? Because when you, you know, when I think about marketplace chaplains and I think about that position, honestly, I'm intimidated. Yes, that's such a uh-huh. good point. I, and that I, is and a good I point. wonder because my husband's a pastor, and I think ah, I don't want to do a hospital call. If someone they need him. He's the he's the okay. professional. He's the you know. I'm like, let me just you know fix the bed sheets and the you know let me get something to drink. Let me do the hospitality part. But mm-hmm. the the you know hands on action, I find intimidating. But what do you? I mean, do you come across other women who feel that way? I have. There was one person, and when that happens, I tend to still not push. Yeah. Because in that instance, if the person feels uncomfortable, I would hate to push them. Yeah. And then they do it, and then something goes wrong, and like, oh, you pushed me, you yeah. know. Um, but the the bottom line is, and I I can see why, because when they read just the things that men and women do, mm-hmm. they think, oh, you know, a man, they're not afraid by it. They're like, yeah. hey, sure. Um, but I think what I would say to that is. God will always give us what we need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that who better to minister to another woman than a woman? Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah, because in, like, give you an example. I went to um, one of the workplaces I go to, and I engaged, and I talked to the guys, sure. Yeah. But I don't do ministry with them. Like, and that's yeah. something unique to Marketplace. Women minister to women. Yeah. Men minister to men. That's great. If we, you know, obviously, if something is happening, if there's a crisis, we'll provide care out in the open with others present, you yeah. know, so that that way, you know, everything is, is kind of safeguarded. Yeah. But we then refer them or ask our male chaplain that's assigned there to talk yeah. to them. Whereas for the women, we talk to other women. And I'm going to be honest with you. I have seen, even though, yes, I trained to be a chaplain, I've still seen times where training didn't prepare me. Yeah. But yet God still gave me the words that I needed. Yeah. How many times do we as women provide care and support to our sisters in Christ, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the same thing. That's what I would say It's the same thing. The only difference is in this setting with Marketplace, sometimes, yes, we would go to the jail. Sometimes we would go to the yeah. hospital. But I wouldn't ask anyone to do anything they're not comfortable with. I put yeah. it out there. And if the person is able to do it, then praise God. If yeah. not, I many times do the, the visits that they, they request for now yeah. until I get more women and men that are able to do it. But yeah. believe me when I say it's it's been amazing to watch. And, oh, the other part, Marketplace trains you. We train our chaplains. That's, that's We give so the important. training. Yes, because then... Because we get it, there are times where you're like, whoa, what do I say? Yeah. So 
things like how to handle the hospital visit, how to handle the jail visit, um, how to handle tough um, conversations. Because, like, I've had times where um, I've met people who start talking about politics, and I don't necessarily agree with them. Yeah. (laughs) And so we learn how to handle that, you know? That's so great. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the last thing you want to do is harm your potential ministry to that person. Mm -hmm. So that's just to kind of give you an example. Yeah, I I love that harm, you know, being careful to not harm your potential ministry opportunity with that person. And I think if if we take that just into our everyday life, we'd be really careful about what we say, how we, you know, about putting Jesus first. You know, what does he want in this situation? Who does he want you to touch? Who does he want you to talk to? It's not so much about opinions. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. I, um, tell me about a time, um, Maybe that uh, as a woman in leadership, what's been something that's difficult that you've faced? I know that's kind of broad, right? <laughs> Got to pick one. <laughs> so Especially today's many. day and age. I'm not trying to get all crazy. But. Uh, in, I would say in some ways my call to ministry. And I'd yeah. say that from the standpoint I could remember years ago, I was in Gainesville, I was like 20 years old when I heard that call where God said, minister, 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 like seven times in my ear. So I started to read and I started to read, but then I bumped on the scripture that says women are to be silent and women are not to lead. So I was like, well, no, this can't be you. Then I'm not supposed to do that. But then God came to me again. So then I said, but God, this says this. So then the Holy Spirit helped me to see that that was written for a specific time Mm -hmm. and that I needed to recognize that that's not saying that I'm not to. There are many women that are called to pastor and to lead. So that started my process. But the the difficult part comes in where I really want to know the specifics of what he wants me to do, right? Mm -hmm. So I can honestly say I feel like he's been revealing it more and more, right? To the point that I felt like God said clear as day. Like, you know, our denomination is pushing for planting churches. So I felt like God was saying, you need to plant a church. You're going to pastor a church. Well, my husband is not on board with that. (laughs) And so I was like, "Ah, what? So I was like, and so it that was like a tug. That was, it was very difficult Mm -hmm. Because I said, God, if this is call- you're calling me to do this, why is it this is not working out? Yeah. If this is what you say, this should work out. But he gave me peace in the midst of the situation where he helped me to see that he shown me a part of it. Yeah. But the manifestation and the whole picture has yet to come. Yeah. I just need to be patient and stay because I recognize that if I did that, like I would leave my current church and just so mm-hmm. many things yeah. that obviously it's not time for yet. There's still work for me where I am, yeah. you know, but that was not easy to receive. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, it totally does. I think uh, it kind of leads into my next question, which would be, you know, what happens when our reality um, doesn't line up with, with dreams that we've had or conversations that we've had or how we've interpreted what God has spoken to our heart, you know, yeah. we, we, in our quiet times and, and you get something and you just get fired up about it and, mm-hmm. you, and it's something good. It's not mm-hmm. a bad plan. It's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But then when, when God's timing and, and your reality does not look like what you have been dreaming and planning about, you know, that's difficult. Oh yeah. Oh it's yeah. It's difficult, oh, you yeah. know, and I think, um, you know, what, what maybe is a time that looks like that for you and, and how, you know, how did your, um, your, your walk with the Lord, uh, look like, you know, I don't know if that makes sense. I think kind of, does it make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, go ahead. Absolutely. Um, because 
there were times, like granted this one, what I shared with you is just, this is a, a more recent example, but I've had other times with similar, you know, where I think one thing and then yeah. it's not. But I can honestly say that when the halt happens, it kind of jolts me some where I yeah. get to thinking like, whoa, was I like, did I hear things? Like, yeah. am I making it up? Is this yeah. what I want versus what you want, God? Mm -hmm. But you know, the thing I love about the Lord, I found that even like, especially like if you say, I'll say more specifically, this specific instance with dealing with pastoring, God kept sending me confirmations. Mm -hmm. And I reached a point, honestly, I was just like, I don't want to hear it again. Yeah. I'm tired of hearing this, God. <laughs> and then I just kept hearing it and I would hear, and the confirmations would come from unlikely sources. Yeah. And then I would be like, okay, God, I get your point. I totally get it. But I recognized that the Lord was saying to me, you haven't heard wrong. You just need to keep seeking me out, yeah. you know, and I can't, I can't say that I'm always a plus in seeking God out. I think we all go through ebbs and flows in mm -hmm. that, you know, but I'm so thankful for his grace in yeah. that he makes a way. He always seems to kind of grab us when we need to get yeah. grabbed before things get too far out of control. Mm -hmm. um, but I can honestly say that in the moment when he says, not now, just be patient. Initially, I'm upset. That's the usual yeah. quality of fleshly response. <laughs> But then when I get calm and I start to read my word and pray and seek his face, he just has a way of giving me peace about the situation to see that even though it might not be. And thank you, Lord. Sometimes it's a matter of I've seen a portion of it and it's not the complete picture. Yeah. Like pastor, but could be associate pastor, could be executive pastor. You know what I mean? So I see that that's also a possibility as well as he could, because honestly, I don't necessarily desire that. That's not an easy position, yeah. you yeah. know? I'm totally okay if he says no, <laughs> <laughs> but I know it's in some sort of role. Yeah. But then, I, like I said, it's just wild where God will keep sending, no, this is still what I said. Yeah. But I recognize also, thank you, Lord, that quite often the Lord will reveal certain aspects of what he wants us to do because we have to prepare, Yeah, you know? And so I'm still in that preparation mode, but the cool part of like my current job, I'm technically a pastor of yeah. pastors, you yeah, know? You I'm a pastor of company leaders because yeah. I support them as well. So I'm the, the chaplains, I was able to ease into a little easier. Company leaders is a little harder because you know they're busy, you know, yeah. that's a little harder. But I can see where God is using that excuse me, to prepare me mm -hmm. for just that next step whenever the time comes, whatever it looks like. Yeah, that's awesome. I love that. I think, you know, I think it really tests your faith when you have to, you know, see God's plan in pieces, like to a puzzle, opposed to, I want to do this one thing right now. You know, and, and I think sometimes it's hard when when you, you get a dream, you get a vision, and then it, the time for it to to come to be needs to wait a little bit, you know. and But in that waiting time, I think there's a richness mm -hmm. in seeking who God is. And yes. sometimes I wonder if it's, you know, in that waiting time where, where the real work is done, where we get to see just uh, amazing attributes of who God is. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I, I would love to know what is um, maybe, and this might be too broad of a question, but um, what is maybe one of your favorite character traits or attributes of who the Lord is? That's kind of a, it's a Ooh. big one. <laughs> yes, that is, because there's so many. Yeah. Um, and I'll be honest with you, I think it depends on where I am in the moment yeah. and what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. For now, I would say... My favorite attribute is love. Yeah. Love. Um, 
because I say that because when I look at the world and I look at the ugliness that's mm-hmm. in it, there is a lack of it. Yeah. And and I, I believe that more than anything, God wants the church to look more like the love. He does. And yeah. there are times where we don't. There are times mm-hmm. where we mimic what the world looks like, and yeah. that's not God. Yeah. So I one of the things I love about open Bible churches is they open the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> so that Amen. so that as we look at the Bible, yeah. we can become and look more like the love that we should yeah. look like. But I'd say for now love love yeah I I would agree with that Um, I think it's interesting because we both are on a similar path with our kids in the fact that they've gone to smaller private did your boys go to private Christian charter but similar charter school but but similar and and now our boys have entered into the the great unknown of public school you know everyone who (laughs) everyone who's always had their kids in public school are like yeah whatever but you know for a lot of people who have their kids in private school you know I mean it's just or charter school it's a big jump yeah and I um and and you see I think what I what I'm realizing is the authenticity of of our faith Mm -hmm. in action amen I, I think seeing that love in action mm-hmm. and and the things that you took for granted become lifelines yeah and and I think it's I'm I'm enjoying I'm not so sure I mean maybe not all the time because it's hard there's hard moments but but seeing um, uh, the love of God through my kids and and in the the whole you know new realm of, of um, public school and the fact that um, it's just a lot bigger and not that public school is bad it's just a different venue I guess but um, uh, maybe share a little bit of how how has that tested your faith <laughs> oh wow I have a very good example for that already yeah, great. Um, my well my older son made the transition to public school a little earlier because when he finished the charter school he just went to ninth grade it was time anyway yeah. the school's been fine it's been fine um, he's, yeah. This is his third year at that school. He's got one more year and he graduates. Well, um, it was this week I got a call from the school. Parents, our school is on code yellow, which, you know, as a parent, you know, yellow means we have to get ready, be yeah. careful, we, something's right going on. Yeah. Right. And so she was saying that there was some police activity in the area. So I feel, okay, you know what, Lord, and that was one day specifically. I almost forgot to pray with him in the car and Holy Spirit was like pray and I said okay and I prayed for him and all the students in his school Mm -hmm. and so um, five minutes later the principal calls and her tone I said "Uh uh-uh summons and right you know when you discern it you discern it she was like parents we take our students and our our staff safety very seriously we are now on code red we will notify you when it's been lifted so immediately my heart goes into my throat and I went yeah. to praying because of course I'm thinking about what happened that horrible massacre just 30 minutes from where I live yeah so I went to praying and I said Lord I already lifted this up to you but now yeah. I'm giving you my heart because I was anxious I said this isn't you God mm-hmm. this is not you yeah. so I'm just giving you this situation and asking that you'd give me your peace in return yeah. you promised to do that so I prayed afterwards I felt like I was calm but I still needed to wait and I waited and I was just waiting to see if I needed to pray again just listening for the spirit and I was going to go wash my hair I was on a timetable of things I needed to get done (laughs) but I was like no I need to just be still and then when I felt the release Holy Spirit was like okay go and seconds after I felt God say go and shower the phone rang I was like grab the phone mom grab the phone and then they said that the code red had been lifted it's green and the principal explained that there was a threat to the school and it's been neutralized. 
and that's all that was said. Yeah. And so I was like, Lord, I thank you. But I saw where I prayed. I mean, again, I didn't know what yeah. was happening. That That's just a scary reality of yeah. what we're having these days. And then I, after, you know, hearing it was code green, I said, Lord, what is going on? And I thought to myself, I said, God, do I need to homeschool these kids or put them on the computer? But then I felt God said, that's not the answer. Yeah, that's not the answer. You know, yeah. that's my answer, <laughs> but that's not his answer. Yeah. So I said, all right, Lord, because the, the other part, and I think we talked about this, that our children have to know how to interact with the world. They do. We don't want them to wait till they get to college because it's too late then. Yeah. It is. So. Well, and I think you just get the sense that God is, is shaking all of us up, you know, pulling us out of our comfort zones and, and really needing, you know, authentic believers whose yes. faith and, uh, has been tested and tried in tough times, whether that's public school, private school, whether that's this job or that job, or, you know, yes. I think even in, in the marketplace chaplains, you know, just taking the church into into a, a new place is, is key. And I, I love seeing what happens to our faith in those moments mm-hmm. when you're really tested you know yeah. where does it lie is it with you know what i think i'm just gonna you know in our case with the school and all new maybe homeschool is a good idea you know <laughs> but that's not what god's called us to do and mm-hmm. i think you know it's in that moment when you realize you know is it the lord's will or mine and you know it, it's kind of comes to this point where you where you have to make that decision that's who right. am i serving but i think that's great well, awesome. I um, I have just loved chatting with you, and Thank I think you. it's um, it's a privilege and a pleasure of mine to get to know you, and for for our region to hear your voice and to you know it, and and to hear um, about who you are and what you're doing, and um, I think it's exciting. Um, and so I'm uh, I'm really grateful that um, I had this time and. Um, I'm excited. I learned about Marketplace Chaplains. I just think that's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, I it love is. It, it is just, an amazing, I amazing company. It. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I um, I think that's uh, that's about all of the questions I have. But, um, yeah, thanks again, Claudia. Is there thank anything you. else you want to add? No, I thank you. <laughs> it's an amazing opportunity. I appreciate you for just even asking me. It's an honor. Oh, you're sweet. You're, we are in the Barnes & Noble um, <laughs> bookstore. <laughs> you know, it's just funny. When God calls you to do something, you got to listen. And it, I was thinking earlier before we started, I'm like, you know, I kind of pictured this really cool venue with like, you know, I just had like cool couches and it'd be quiet. And it, yep, nope, I got a Barnes & Noble. <laughs> five feet from the bathroom you know guys walking his dog around whatever it's all good you know the lord knows but but i'm grateful i'm excited to be here in the southeast region making new friends um learning uh just amazing things from from people and so i'm excited to invite more women um to have conversations and Mm -hmm. and for people all across the country to say hey look what we're doing down here in florida we're doing great things so thank you my pleasure thank you (laughs) okay and then i've got to if I can figure this out.